Welcome back to another episode of Let's Just Talk About It Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck. And if you're here for the first time, this platform was created to give genuine people just like you an opportunity to share a portion of your life's journey. So with that being said, I have Tiana Batiste Waddell on with me, where we have a great dialogue about education, trauma, and what she's up to now as an entrepreneur and podcast host. So you don't want to miss this amazing and inspiring conversation. As a matter of fact, do me a favor. Go and grab your husband, your wife, your children, or even call a friend and gather around to listen to my conversation with Tiana on Let's Just Talk About It podcast. Hey, let's jump right in. Today, I'm excited to have special guest Tiana Batiste Waldell on with me to share a piece of her journey, her story in life. So welcome you. And I thank you, Tiana, for accepting the invitation to be a guest on Let's Just Talk About It podcast. Thank you so much. Great to be here, Chuck. Super excited to be a part of your show. I appreciate it. How's your day going so far? You know, I'm doing well. It's the start of the holiday season. So Mm. I'm on my first day of vacation and I'm just (laughs) going to take it in and take this time to relax. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Deanna, I love to jump right into my interviews, you know, to have those genuine conversations with genuine people just like yourself to share a portion of your life's journey because I believe we all have been through something in life that could possibly help someone else navigate through their life's ups and downs. So first of all, where are you from, Tiana? Thank you so much. So, you know, my story, I'm an army brat. Um, So where am I from? I was born on the East Coast in Delaware, lived there for about two years of my life, then moved to Texas for a year, then moved to Germany for three years, then back to Texas, then Virginia, (laughs) and finally called South Bend, Indiana, my home when I was eight years old. So where am I from? I think I'm from a little bit of everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I want to ask you, how was it growing up? So you probably could take something from everywhere. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, you know, growing up, you know, that's a really good question. You know, being an Army brand and moving is difficult. And I know that there's lots of people out there that have had to move a lot in their youth. And it was hard, you know, establishing new friendships, new relationships, new communities. So how that's manifested in my adulthood, I make sure that I'm inclusive. I do my best to make sure I include people because I don't ever want anybody to be excluded because that's how I felt growing up. Yep. Wow. So that's 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 how that has manifested for me. <laughs> wow. That's major. I love that. So you say you want people to feel included because you exactly. Went, that's dope. I love that. <laughs> yeah, because I was excluded. I wasn't a part. You know, I was bullied or I was not a part of the group or Ooh. you know that whole relational thing. And so, like I said, I've realized as I've grown through that and into my adulthood again. I do my best to be as inclusive as I can be to people that are different than me just because of how it felt being different. That is so powerful you know? because I just heard yeah. this conversation, this episode I listened to on a podcast and the lady was mm-hmm. talking about unseen trauma, unseen mm-hmm. trauma. Yeah. Yep. So that yeah. reminds me of what you just said, unseen trauma. It know? is. <laughs> you know, we all have we all have trauma. There's actually three types. I'm an educator, didn't get to say that yet, but there's three <laughs> types of trauma. Yeah. Personal trauma, vicarious trauma, and overwhelm. And that personal trauma, it comes from our childhood. Wow. And, you know, those are things, you know, people might not have ever addressed. And if you don't, you carry that forward. So, yeah, my unseen trauma was being an army brat. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. But, I, but I'm but i thankful that I'm able to overcome mm-hmm. 
those feelings of exclusion because mm-hmm. you know you it can still impact you yeah. you know there's triggers you know and so Ooh. yeah yeah i'm definitely thankful that i'm able to be reflective and see that in myself and yeah. then try to like i said be more inclusive to people that i'm around in my environment amazing amazing yeah you yeah. never know who's listening you never know who's listening that right. what you're talking about right now is speaking to somebody. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 Wow. You mean awesome. Yeah. You you <laughs> mentioned you mentioned that you have three sons, right? Yes. That you're raising. How yes. is that for you in a world of different right. influences that young men, especially our young black men, have to navigate through? How was that as right. a mother raising three right. sons? Right. Yeah. I will say, um, the journey of I have three my oldest is 20 my youngest is 13 Mm. I would say initially in in my parenting you know I was doing the things to make sure my kids basically assimilated to our American culture yeah because I want them to survive yeah however in my life's journey Mm -hmm. I become more quote-unquote woke and so now I, I, I teach them differently. I teach them to be proud of who they are, that they have a right to be proud of who they are as black men. Mm. I do still, though, obviously teach them what they need to know to survive in this society. So they're in school. They know they got to go to school. You know, you got to get or find a way to, to find your niche and start a business or get your skill. You know, I'm making sure I'm lining my kids up for success. However, my boys have watched their mother grow up Mm -hmm. and like I say become more woke and the way that I talk and how I see the oppression that we face Mm. in our society they are very understanding of that oppression and they know that I am my strong beliefs about that oppression but they also know that they have to know how to navigate this society to survive you know I always use the metaphor or I say things like we're just like in muddy, we're in muddy waters. Muddy waters. We're just, you know, we're just in a very tough time because we know that there's issues that yeah. we are facing that are oppressive to the people and especially to us as black folks. And we, in my opinion, have a right to be upset about a lot of mm. stuff, but yet we still have to survive in this society. Right. So then we still have to, like I said, assimilate to make it. So it, it's a tough thing. And how was it raising three boys? My boys are the gamers. They like the computers. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, techie, techie. I try to watch, you know, I try to watch their phones. Yeah. I try to check in with them and ask about girls. And, Amazing. You know, how you doing? But when we have a real talk, yeah. they know, they know the oppression. My youngest son, he has goals that he wants to become something because he wants to fight against this oppression. Mm. So, so they know, they know, they know. <laughs> wow. That's really how I can say that. They know. I love that you, know, you, you have yeah. those conversations with them. You ask those questions. Yep. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yes, we are very close. Me and my three sons are very close. And just so you know, I'm divorced. But in my marriage, mm-hmm. I also raised seven other children that were not my biological kids. Wow. So I've been, and then I'm an educator. So I've just been You're around trained. kids my whole You're life. Trained. Yeah. Yeah. You could talk about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. You got something yeah. to say. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm an educator for real. Yeah. So, so it's all about, it's all about communication. <laughs> yes. Yes. And honesty and transparency, yeah. you know, being honest, like this is, this, this is the truth. And, and unfortunately I will tell you, you know, my oldest son is 20. So mm-hmm. he was conditioned, you know, he was conditioned 
in our American society. So when I woke up when he was about 14 years old, mm. we struggled. We bet we butted heads because I was saying different things. Yeah. You know, I was talking differently and he couldn't understand that because he had been conditioned Used to, to believe else. a certain, you know, for 14 years. Right. Now he's 20. He gets it. <laughs> wow. You know, he understands. And now he, he will speak to it. My son, he actually has his own uh, TikTok, Jay Jalen. Um, got a nice little following. He's he's all about Marvel and characters and, nice. and and old cartoons, and he critiques them. But I've heard him in his on his platform sometimes mm-hmm. talk about oppression, and I'm like, yeah, my baby's learning. Wow. <laughs> you know, so but yeah, it, it, it's been a challenge. You know, because I have to worry about them. They're black males. Yeah. You know, I have to worry about right. you. Yeah. You know, and so I just I'm trying to line up my children so they can be successful. But I still want them to know that we are fighting a tough fight. Yeah. And you need to continue to fight that fight because it's not right that we are oppressed. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's Amazing. Right. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. Shout out to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, Thank you. Tiana, we came in contact through Instagram. And to me, that is the power and positive side of social media, because I saw a post that you posted of you talking with young children about their grades becoming better. And it caught my attention, you know, so I reached out to you and you responded. So here we are. So let's talk about that. What was that all about when you posted that? Yeah, so I'm a chief academic officer um, in southwest Michigan, and it's my job to ensure that teaching and learning is happening in my district. I've been in this district for a couple of years now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, actually a year and a half to be exact, because I don't want to give too much, right. too much space there because we're working, you know, we're trying to turn things around. Gotcha. And so what you saw was me talking to um, a class of students um, at one of our sites that are currently struggling in one of their courses. Now, this particular course, we in education, you know, I'm sure you've heard this, we have a shortage of teachers. We mm-hmm. don't have teachers. And so last year we didn't have any science teachers. This year we don't have science teachers. So wow. we've had to place our kids on a virtual platform to, just because they got to still get credit. You know, it's not wow. their fault that we don't have teachers. We still got to provide the education right, right. so they can get what they need to graduate. Right. So because they're online, it's a different platform. You know, kids are already academically behind. So it makes it it's more of a challenge for kids to learn virtually when they're academically behind. Mm-hmm. And so in looking at the data just a couple of weeks ago, our kids aren't doing well. And so I'm, I'm trying an intervention plan. I'm trying to figure out what we could do differently for that set of kids because we want them to be successful. At this point, they're doing nothing. They're just going in the class doing nothing. And so what you saw was me telling them, look, this is going to be our plan. These are going to be the expectations. And so right what you saw was me going over our goal. Our goal is between that day when I announced it, which was last Friday, Mm -hmm. to December 25th, Mm -hmm. right before we go home for the holiday break, our goal is to increase that failing rate by 10%. So we're going to start, you know, with small, smart goals so that we can see growth over time. Right, right. And then other things that I you know, shared with them, there's going to be incentives for those that do end up successful by the end of the year. You know, I started off the town hall doing a roll call. Okay. Where's class of 2027. Okay. Where's class of 2026. Mm. Where's 25. Where's 24. Well, based on what I'm seeing, y'all all are all a year behind and that just shut it down. 
They're like, wait wow. a minute, what? What? Wait, 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 what's going on? <laughs> you know, so you got to capture their attention. Yeah, so yeah. that was a town hall. I was doing a town hall. I rapped to them. I switched some lyrics on the song, cut it. Your grades are way too low. You need to cut it. You know, so I talked to them about their grades. I rapped, I performed for them. And then I went into what the plan was. Mm. And then right when you saw me was going over the goals. And then we ended with some candy and they left. And then guess what? I went to the classroom the next two days. They all got their computers on. They all were, you know, focused on the kids were helping each other. Wow. Like they're taking it seriously, you wow. know? So, so we just, you know, we have to be intentional. That's right. And so it was a team of us that came together and we were being more intentional with this particular class because we got to be more successful for our students. And it's not like I told the kids, this is your responsibility, but we all have a role in what's going to happen play. in this plan. Yeah. And I went over that with them, too, in that town hall. So, yeah. So it was just us trying to intervene and help the babies because Motivate. they need us too. Absolutely. You know, it's the adults in their life. It's not kids. Kids learn from the adults in their life. So how are we as the educators mm -hmm. going to do something different mm. to make this set of kids more successful? Wow. We can't just expect them just to come in there. No, if they're being disrupted, there's a reason, mm -hmm. you know, somebody's mm -hmm. not strong enough or whatever it might mm -hmm. be, you know. So I always have that strong belief that children learn from the adults. So what can I do as an adult to make this space better so that we can get more success out of these kids? I love it. Yeah. Yep. I love so it. So that's what that was. <laughs> I love that. You know what? I like that because we're all faced with challenges, but that doesn't mean we can't do something different. And it always reminds me about that little insect called the ant that when they mm -hmm. see an obstacle, they don't turn around. They either go mm -hmm. around it, over mm -hmm. it, or under mm -hmm. it, but they keep mm -hmm. on moving. They switch it up a bit, but they keep moving. So you remind me of that. You know, you didn't let any no challenges, you know, stop you from helping those children. So I salute right. you for that. You know, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And again, I, I thank my team that came together and yeah. we brainstorm and, and we're, you know, See? everybody's playing a role. Yeah. Um, and we and we can't, you know, we can't let them just fail. We just yeah. can't. That can't happen. There's more that we can do. And like I've told them, unfortunately, you're not going to impact everybody. But we're going to impact somebody. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's You're going right. to change somebody. Somebody's grade is going to go up because of the efforts that we put mm. in place. And there's not, nothing wrong with changing things around to get things done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love mm -hmm. it. Exactly. Love yep. It. So that's what that was. So, yeah, I love my job. I've been in education for 23 years. Mm -hmm. And I think you probably saw that I probably posted on there. Best part of my job is motivating students. Yeah. I was a principal prior to being a chief academic officer. Mm -hmm. And I always did town halls at the start of every quarter. Mm. And, you know, I, I would mm. put the presentation back together and have the kids come up and help me or do volunteer stuff. Mm. You know, just fun stuff, just recapturing our mission. That's right. what the point of that is. You have to continue to go back to why you are here, what the purposes of why you are here. Wow. You know, and so I, I always like doing town halls. Those things are fun. Wow. Like rallying <laughs> the people together. Yeah, for you know, bring the, yeah, yeah, for a reason, you <laughs> yeah. know, and those things would work. Those things work. Those kids really, kids really do care about how they perform and how they are successful. They just need us to care a little bit more too. Yeah, so, that's true. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. You you have yeah. a nonprofit right called yeah. Parent and yeah. Child Advocacy. How did that come about? Yeah, so I have actually two businesses. Um, my nonprofit is Jack's Aspire Foundation, and mm -hmm. Jack's is actually my three sons' name, Jalen, Andre, mm -hmm. and Alex. 
And, um, you know, part of my journey, too, as a black educator, you face adversity, especially in leadership. The mm. more and more you move up in leadership, mm. the more you face the isms, racism, sexism, mm. all the isms. And so, things. Mm-hmm. you know, and so Jack's Aspire came about because I was going through uh, some professional difficulties at one of my corporations that I worked in and um, really, really did face some adversity to the point where I knew I was no longer going to be working for the district, Mm -hmm. but I still wanted to support the families that were in this community because I know the district. (laughs) And so that's how Jack's Aspire got started. I wanted to be an advocate for the parents and the students And even the teachers, you Mm -hmm. know, it's an advocacy. Mm -hmm. It's for anybody that wants somebody to come in and help solve a problem. Um, And so I started Jack's Aspire again to be an advocate for kids in this system that I live in this community because I know what happens to kids here. And I know that parents are faced with adversity themselves and they don't know what to do. They don't know how to navigate the system. And so I actually, my first, one of my first clients for that, uh, for the foundation, I saved him from being expelled. You know, he was having difficulties at school. He uh, had has a, a, a special plan because of his needs. Mm-hmm. And the parent knew that what was going on wasn't fair, but she didn't know how to navigate it. Right. right you know, right, so right, right. simply went in, simply helped with the conversation, brought tools that that school could use, you know, to help this kid. And they took some of the ideas. It ended up being that that child got the support he needed. And he ended up making it the rest of that school year. Wow. Didn't face that expulsion. Wow. You know, yeah. so parents, they don't always know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there's advocacy groups I out there. It. And so mine is just another advocacy group. And then my second business, my first business, mm-hmm. I got to talk about that one too, mm-hmm. is Liasia Consulting. And that's a diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, consulting business. I'm a intercultural development inventory qualifier. And what that is, is a tool that can be used to gather data on how someone navigates cultural differences. And then you take this inventory, it places you on a continuum of mindsets, and then it gives you a plan on how you can grow to become more culturally competent. And so my DEI business, I can do workshops, you know, I can do the IDI. There's other things I can do, um, but I also do that as well. So those are my two, two businesses. I hear yeah. when you talk about that, you come alive. When yeah, talk- <laughs> I know. I know. I love it. <laughs> that part, uh, I love. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, I noticed back when I was a classroom teacher, third grade teacher, and I saw the disparities the first year. And that's when my business, my Liaison Consulting DEI business started back in 06, 2006, you know, and I could see the, the disparities. And so whenever I do get to do the workshops and the professional learning, I do light up. I like that. Wow. <laughs> like that amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I do like it's that amazing. Part. Yeah. So, Tiana, moving on, this time of year, people struggle more mentally than any other time of the year. You know, what are your thoughts about the word depression? You know what I mean? Anxiety when you hear that. Yeah. So, you know, earlier we were talking about trauma. Mm -hmm. Trauma is real. Everybody has trauma. And so I have empathy Mm -hmm. um, and compassion Mm. for those that are struggling, you know, even as in their adulthood, even kids, anybody that's struggling, I feel bad because it's trauma that's not healed. And our society, 
our society, even our school systems, we could do a better job mm -hmm. of teaching people how to navigate our social emotional being, you know, because we don't we don't do that. Where do you learn that at? If you mm. don't have parents that teach you, like, how do you learn navigate how to deal it. with your emotions, emotions you know? Yeah. You know, so I, yeah. as an educator, I do my best to try to help, you know, restore our humanity um, with kids so that they can know how to deal with all the, the sufferings that we're going to deal with in life. That's just a part of life. They're inevitable. So hard time of the year. You know, one thing I would do is be mindful. Try maybe practice mindfulness moments. Just be as present as you can be. Mm -hmm. You know, think, one thing I got that was a really cool tool, somebody that I've heard, they always say, if you can't figure out how to be mindful, do the five senses. Mm -hmm. Look, Listen, what can you hear? Mm. You know, what can you smell? Mm -hmm. What can you try to stay present in the moment? Wow. Um, and not because the anxiety comes because of worry. We're worrying about something. Right. So, you know, you have to be really aware of your mind. And be, you know, your mindfulness. So maybe practice the five senses. But it's hard, you know, trauma. Yeah. If you have yeah. trauma, how, how do you deal with it? You, you know, yeah. go to therapy. Go go to therapy. It's okay to go to therapy. Yeah. You know, you hear that a if lot. You, you know, if you have that as a resource. Mm -hmm. But not everybody does. Talk about so, it. Yeah, so it, it's difficult. It's difficult. So stay off of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but if you're feeling down, don't right. be on don't Facebook be a, scrolling. Yeah, you can see some... that just make, yeah, because you're <laughs> comparing your life. You know, just try to practice mindfulness. Um, and so the mental health thing, mm -hmm. it, it's it's so deep. It's so yeah. deep. It is. It, <laughs> it, so it really deep. is. It really yeah. is. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing yes. that. Yes. yes. So, so Tiana, I love to ask this question. If you could go back in time to share some advice or wisdom with your younger self, let's say the 13-year-old Tiana, what would you say mm. to correct or give her some advice to prepare her for right now? Yeah. Um, it's actually funny because the same question was asked. I just uh, competed in the Fab Over 40 contest okay. for the National Press <laughs> Foundation. And that same question was asked. And I said, you know, I, I think what I said, I still feel I'm okay just as I am. Mm. Um, I think it took me a long time to realize my worth um, and be proud of who I was um, as a person. So, right. you know, fully understand who I am. So I would say to my 13 year old self that you have everything you need. You're courageous. You're you're a determined person. You yeah. have everything you need to be to be proud of who you are as it. an adult. I love it. Yeah, that's what I would say to myself. I love it. So, who are three influential people in your life that have made a positive impact mm -hmm. in your life to now? Yeah, first is my mom for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Delva Smith. She is a phenomenal woman. Um, she is also yeah. She is also an educator, but her life story, her journey. She's just powerful. So for sure, my mother has definitely influenced me. Um, two other people, I would say my father also, and I know these are my parents, but I That's didn't okay. grow up with my dad. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My parents divorced. So after I was 10, he wasn't in my household anymore. So for him to still be committed to his daughter and we were thousands of miles away and him teaching me about the history of my family and all those kind of things. It makes me proud to be a Baptiste. Um, so wow. I would say my father is number yeah. two. And then a third influence is my stepdad. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, so 
Yeah, those three. Those gotcha. are the three influential people in my life. I don't have anybody else. Amazing. My family. Amazing. My family is who I have. Yeah, so. Wow. Wow. Yep. I really enjoy yep. this conversation. Is there anybody you want to shout out, give a shout out to? Sure. Uh, let me give a shout out to my three sons, Jalen, Andre, and Alex. Love you all <laughs> to death. You know that. Shout out to my ex-husband. We are still very, very close okay. and best friends. So shout out to him and his family. Gotcha. And shout out to my parents. And shout out to all my supporters. You know who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. 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 So you have any social media you want to give out in case somebody want to yeah. connect with you? Yeah, sure. I actually have a podcast that I just started. It just is me talking about my life's journey through education. Wow. Um, so you could check that out on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. It's okay. Fighting the Good Fight 45. Um, my website, if you want to know more about you know what I can do as far as services, um, it's Leasia Consulting. My middle name is L-E-A-J-A and then consulting.com. Mm-hmm. You can find me there. And then again, I'm also on YouTube for Fighting the Good Fight 45. My Instagram is T-B-A-T-U. T-B-A-T-U. <laughs> <laughs> and then my TikTok is at T-B-A-T-W-A-D. Wow. Um, and then I actually have a Facebook page, too, that I highlight my okay. professional career on. It's CAO, Chief Academic Officer, CAO, T, Batiste Waddell on Facebook. You can find all kinds of happenings on there. Amazing. So, Amazing. Yeah. Thank Amazing. you for that. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Any final words you want to encourage somebody with that you would like to leave with the listening audience, you know, as we close out this episode? Um, just want to just uh, continue to encourage people to not give up um, in your own life's journey, whatever you do. You know, life is always going to be about obstacles and sufferings, but we have everything we need to get through them. We cannot give up. Um, and that's something that I have Definitely been living by these last couple of months, not giving up and fighting the good fight. Whatever your fight is, keep fighting it. Amazing. So, yeah, that's all I would say. Thank you. Amazing. Again, thank you so much, Tiana. I really enjoyed our conversation and what you're doing with those young kids and helping them, preparing them for today. Yeah, that really means thank a lot. You. Yes, thank you. Love kids. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're our future. So, that being said, talk to you soon, and I really appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon, Chuck. Thank you. Absolutely. Wow, what an amazing conversation. Shout out to my friend Tiana for having this dialogue with me. You know, one of the things that stuck out to me about this conversation, amongst many other things, was Tiana's passion for children and seeing them get the proper education they deserve to prepare them for now and the future. That often we as adults have to set the example by being intentional in the lives of the youth by showing concern for their well-being. So shout out to Tiana for the work she's put in to make sure our children get what they need. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to Let's Just Talk About It podcast. And please check out my website. Just Google Let's Just Talk About It podcast.com and then hit that subscribe button to receive all the new episodes every Friday. You can also find me on Facebook. Just type in Chuck L-J-T-A-I, which means let's just talk about it. So as always, until next time, don't hold it in, but let's just talk about it. Talk to you soon.